All right, hello and welcome to the 62nd episode of Dentime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Unfortunately, Elisa can't make it today, so I brought on another special guest, Gilbert. Hey, Gilbert, how's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man, no problem. So Gilbert and I have worked together in the past, and I uh, found out that he uh, is a game dev on top of another a plethora of other interesting things and hobbies, so uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, man, um, how's your night? How's everything? How's your week so far? You know, everything's been pretty well. Uh, t- today was a pretty light day, kind of uh, did some running around, a little bit of adventures, but uh, yeah, everything's been pretty calm. It's a nice week so far. I feel, cool, I, feel, I feel good about this week. Oh man, I had quite the opposite. I I actually almost died three times today. <laughs> like, not even, no joke. All right, so I I take the bus to Castro Station and then hop on a train from there because they closed the Muni Tunnel fr- near where I live, and so um, uh, the cast when I got to Castro Station this morning, uh, it was closed, and I was like, what? Like that's there were so many people waiting for different buses, so I didn't want to wait for a bus. So I call an Uber, and the Uber took like 10 minutes to get to me, and I was like, all right, whatever. So we're cruising down Market Street, and then I hear, I'm hear i looking at my phone. I'm just like reading some news and articles, and then I hear, oh, from the driver. And then I look up, and as we're as he's braking really hard, we slam into the guy in front of us. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait. I was expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, so I've, I've always dreaded this happening to me. It's like, you know, one day, you know, one of my crazy-ass Uber drivers is going to smack into somebody. or Because they like to do, like, illegal U-turns, running red yep. lights, whatever it is to get you there so they get the next ride. So, yep. and what exactly happened? The, I, the ironic thing is, is um, so I take a shuttle down to Mountain View every morning. Mm-hmm. And as, as I'm walking through to the, to the shuttle station... I see one charter bus that's been pulled over by the police, which is another thing. I was like, I wonder what it's like to get pulled over on a double-decker charter. <laughs> Being this like a free shuttle, right? Like, uh, what, what happens? Anyways, I'm walking up, and he got pulled over. And the other thing I was dreading is when I take an Uber there, I said, like, what happens if your Uber gets pulled over? Do you get out and just walk? So, yeah. So, tell me about what happened, please. Yeah. No worries, man. So, it was, yeah, it was kind of crazy. So, after we rear-ended him, like, it wasn't too bad, but I definitely felt the shock after we hit him. And then the guy, the driver turned around and looked at me, and he's like, oh, uh, he didn't, he stopped on a green. And I looked, and it, yeah, he's right. The guy in front of us did stop on a green. Um, so, it wasn't the guy, it wasn't my driver's fault. So, then... The guy in front of us turns on his emergency lights, and then the guy and my driver turns on his emergency lights, and we're we're pulling off to the side, and then my driver gets out and, and talks to the other guy who, who has his window down, and the other guy's like, "Hey, is it bad back there?" And then my driver's like, "No, no, there's like there's no damage at all." And then and then they both look at the front of my driver's car, and th- and then my driver's like, "Yeah, it's fine on my end too." And the other guy's like, "All right, thanks." And then they just he just drives away. <laughs> is is that normal protocol for? <laughs> well, I I don't know, man. Is that like? Was that was that fair to say on both parties that it's no, okay to absolutely. drive away? No, that's a hit and run. <laughs> that was a class A hit and run. Like they should both be exchanging information. And okay. the fact <laughs> the fact that my 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 driver is an Uber driver, he needs to report that. But clearly, he didn't report that. He didn't even like apologize for it. He didn't ask if I was okay. He was just like, "Oh man, the guy in front of me didn't stop." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like okay, what about me?" <laughs> Strange. This is this is really strange because so being that all this happened, to, this is this is really this is like Twilight Zone ironic. My coworker wasn't here today, and everyone's like, "Is she okay?" She actually got rear-ended, and it was a hit and run. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, it was just like really strange. So, like, is everyone okay? Is she okay? I was like, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, man. I I think it's Monday the thirteenth is what it really is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that was attempt number one in my life. <laughs> so there. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm glad you made it to the podcast. That's all I gotta say. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so attempts number two and three happened at the same time on my way home. Actually, on the bus on my way home. So, <laughs> so <laughs> here's the crazy part. Um, I'm 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 going home on the bus, and then um I hear police sirens, and I'm like, okay, and then. The bus driver is like, "Oh shit!" And he he brakes really hard, and he's about to hit a police car. 
and he stops like right in front of it. And I was like, oh fuck, dude! Like you almost hit that police car. And the police officer was clearly mad. And he was like, he was like looking at the guy, had his hands up, like what the fuck, dude? And so then <laughs> the police car drove away, still sirens on. And then you know there are a bunch of police cars after that in the opposite lane, and we're and we're driving up the road. And then uh, the bus driver was like, oh crap! And he brakes hard again, and he almost hits another cop, like on another street. <laughs> Like, Wait, these are muni cars? Music yeah, cars? these are muni buses, dude. Man, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I almost died twice. And then he, he drove, and he finally stopped, and I got off. I was like, oh, man, today, I just can't catch a break today. Like, holy Maybe crap. Maybe that's a sign that you just got to bike downtown, you know, take a little <laughs> extra time. I, yeah, right? Like, Uber, Uber and Lyft aren't going to help me. The buses can't help me. Like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to walk or bike. Like, at this point, I don't know. Though, either, either that's a bad omen or a good omen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, wow, I had I had quite the start to a week so far. Well, it sounds like an interesting start to a week, man. All right, yeah. <laughs> keep it keep it going for Tuesday through Friday. You'll be good. Exactly. You gotta keep me on my toes, you know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Well, yeah. So uh, that's been my week so far. What about game wise? Have you been playing anything? So I have I have a couple. Um, well, I, I, have, I have a few. So one. Yeah. Um, so, I was, so normally I, I've been carrying the Switch with me because it's like it's like an extra large Vita to me. But yeah. uh, so I was playing um, Wonder Boy, which is a remake of a Nintendo game, which is really nice. Uh, it's a really beautiful game, but it plays a lot like the first one. So, yeah, okay. It's a little tricky, but yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a cute little game. Nice. And then I was also playing the new Zelda. Uh, however, however, <laughs> this is this is really horrible. Uh, <laughs> I really got pissed at Nintendo, so I actually been leaving the Switch at home in protest. In protest. What, what, what happened with Nintendo? Are we talking about the lawsuit? Uh, I don't know anything about that, but you know. Oh, okay. So, uh, no, no. So what, what I did was um, kind of jumping ahead a little bit is, um, of course, as you know, I've been working on a, a couple prototypes. Mm-hmm. So I actually sent. Um, so I I've actually got accepted to uh, PlayStation for like you know getting all their dev tools and all the good stuff oh awesome so so i submitted any so i i I guess this is well i mean there's a couple things maybe i gave them a little too much information but i mean the project's been going on for a while so i was like hey this is what i got you know this is where we're going this is the budget xyz so everything's going on so i sent them screenshots the animations you know the manga like all this stuff we'll get back to you in two weeks um so Mm -hmm. the, the ironic part is they authorized me to use um the 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 Wii U a dev kit and also what's it uh, the the 3DS XL dot zero dot five dot dot death I don't know whatever uh, uh-huh. I can use all that stuff but um, the Switch dev kit is and all the Switch uh, developer tools are all disabled uh, so what you have to do is <laughs> what? disgusting as it is you have to send them a pitch via email and if you pass the pitch then they will unlock the dev kit for you. Anyway, what? <laughs> so I send them all this stuff, right? And they're like, all right, we'll get back to you in two weeks with the, with the decision. I was like, oh, great. This should be fine. Like, I show them frame-by-frame animations and uh-huh. all this good stuff. You know, a pretty nice, robust prototype. Not the best thing, but yeah, I mean, it got some custom music, frame-by-frame animation. I mean, it's running good. Yeah. Anyways, um, they say, you know, not at this time. We can't accept you. So then I'm just thinking about it, and I was like, I could have swore I seen some, like, piece-of-shit games on their store. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about this, like... No, 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 wait a minute. So I'm like, I go on the show, yeah, and I see like this, some crappy retro games, some clone games. So uh-huh. I just sent him an email, I was like, um, I thought you are going about this whole like indie thing in a completely different way. I was like, you really mean to tell me that you accepted this and you won't accept our prototype? And it's not even done, it's just a prototype, and, but mm-hmm. we're, we want to like focus it for Switch because I really like the system. Yeah. You really mean to tell me that this show has more potential than this? Please tell me that's not true. They didn't respond, but I just gotten so pissed because one, either they didn't look at my material yeah, uh, because you know, you know, sometimes people just like the bullet points, uh, which yeah. I did send some bullet points, but I also sent them a video, uh, a YouTube link with the video in it. So, yeah, so some of those things. But either way, yeah, I, I did not get access to the Switch Dev Tools. Oh so, man, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I mean, I I like PlayStation more, but you know, I kind of just like the touch screen with the Switch. Yeah, I mean, the, that functionality alone will, I think, help your prototype. Yeah, but I mean, it's. It's okay. Nintendo just being <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of that, kind of uh, jumping on the news really quick, Nintendo is suing a bunch of uh, ROM sites. I think just two ROM sites for like $100 million. Really? 
Yeah, because it, they're very tight about you know their properties and their IPs. Well, you know, I, I, I don't want to be biased, but I'm going to have to go with the ROMs on this one because it sounds like a resurgence of the 10 gem cartridge, if you know anything about that. Uh, no, tell me more. The 10 gen? Uh So what it was is... Um, oh, we're going way back right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so 10 gen is... Um, I, so are you familiar with Nintendo cartridges? Yep. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you ever see the black ones? Yes. So those are basically bootleg cartridges. Oh, so okay. So, so the only so the only way uh, I mean it's very it's it's very Nintendo and it's very Apple esque, uh, where it's like okay, well you you can only be on our um, software or our hardware if you you know do exactly what we say. So um, so back in the day, Nintendo would only allow certain games to be on their consoles, um, yeah. and it's like you have to like pay them X Y Z and da da da, and you have to pay for you know like um, their lockout chips and buy cartridges straight from them. So what they did was is they. So Tengen, I think was was uh, Namco or somebody else filed. So this is this is super sneaky, man. This is so sneaky. <laughs> they file a lawsuit with Nintendo, um, claiming something, right? And because of that, they have to release um, the lockout chip uh, source code to prove that they were like were in violation of some kind of whatever the lawsuit was about. So they they did this lawsuit only to get access to the source code. So what they did was is they that that lawsuit happened. They, all they did was grab the source code and hire a bunch of other developers that were not involved with the lawsuit. Like, hey, can you can you put this software on a chip? So yeah, so they, so they did that, but these people didn't know what they were doing. It's like, bam! So they were able to make their own Nintendo cartridge and and start publishing their own games. So what started happening was um, they had these ten. So that's why there's two different versions of Tetris if, on the mm-hmm. Nintendo, because one was like a fraudulent version basically, and the other one was a legitimate licensed Nintendo version. Um, oh wow. Yeah, so they're doing so. They started threatening like KB Toys and these other people. Like you know, we'll stop supplying you with cartridges if you if you keep selling ten gen games. Yeah, so it's just like <laughs> it's very similar to like a ROM thing where it's just like okay, it's like a Hackintosh. You know, it's like yeah. it really is a game, but they just like reverse engineered a lockout chip and made their own cartridges. Wow. Anyway, yeah, that's crazy. And that is <laughs> that's a little bit of gaming history. Oh, thank you. I, I'm sure our listeners would be very interested in that too. Yeah, yeah. So Nintendo is pretty much like the Disney of video game like companies. That's like, it's hard to argue with that because you know Disney's very tight on their properties. Disney owns a lot of things. Uh, I wouldn't. Nintendo doesn't really own a lot of other companies. They do own a lot of subsidiaries, but not as much as Disney, of course. But uh, they always, you know, they're family friendly, um, kid friendly, all that jazz. So I think. Like a lot of people would agree that um, Nintendo's right in justifying doing this, but honestly, Nintendo's only trying to make a statement, and I don't, I, I don't agree with what Nintendo's doing. I, I don't, I think that you know, peop- there will always be ROMs. There's always going to be pirates, and there's always going to be people, you know, looking for these these kind of free games and stuff. So, um, whatever comes out of this, we'll see. I mean, it's not really going to determine the future of ROMs because ROMs will always be there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Nintendo, um, I. I, they've always held like a special place in my heart because they, they've always been really big on you know like doing really innovative things with game design and things like yeah. that. But um, I don't particularly like how they've always acted with third-party developers. You know, it's always like been this ruling with an iron fist. Like um, I, I'm not sure if you know, but um, are you familiar with like um, what's it? Uh, Ed McMillan and Team Meat and all that stuff. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah, I, I know the whole story with them and yeah. Um... So like you know they, they were actually trying to like do like some Wii U stuff and we. And like they would not, they wouldn't accept like Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy on their consoles. I mean, that stuff now is on the Switch, ironically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, before like they wouldn't accept them because of all the blood and gore, which you know he's been notorious for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but now because I guess Nintendo's lifted that ban in a way because they, you know, they introduced Skyrim and Doom on the Switch, and those, and especially Doom is extremely. Bloody. Oh, Doom is on the Switch. Yeah, Doom is on the Switch. Oh, bringing it back because I know it was it was on the SNES. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. It's the new. It's the new Doom too from 2016. Well, not oh, new, I, new, but yeah. I, I haven't played that one yet. Yeah, it's good. I have it on PC. I, I like it a lot. So uh, a buddy of mine actually just got that for his kids uh, on the PS4, <laughs> doing like the VR. No, no, it was like oh, a VR headset, oh, and it came oh, with Doom. I'm not sure how his kids like it, but he really liked it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you guys gotta check this out. <laughs> it's it's yeah, Doom yeah. in VR. <laughs> he puts it on immediately and starts playing it. He's like, hey, you gotta check it out. Look, look, look. Hey, you... <laughs> hey man, let the kids play too. Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, for my end in gaming, um, have you ever played Serious Sam or heard of the game Serious Sam? That sounds really familiar. It's like a first-person shooter, and you're this dude who um, travels through time, and you shoot like thousands of aliens that come at you, and uh, you have like different weapons. You have like a giant cannon to a chain gun to a little to like little pistols. But um, there was a Steam sale recently, and so my brother and I we bought all the games on Steam, and we're just gonna play through each one from one until the last one. I, you know, um, I'm I'm not sure if you made that up, but it kind of sounds like Nazi zombies. Oh, kinda. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Um, the, the Serious Sam games are more linear based, Nazi zombies, um, I guess they're kind of linear, linear, but then like, you know, they're, it, it's kind of endless in a way. Yeah. Okay. I'll believe you. <laughs> uh, no, I have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's super old. The games are super old. Like from oh, they the are. 1990s, late 1990s, early 2000s. But, uh, we bought the HD remakes that came out, um, like in 2014. So yeah, we're going to play okay? it through. Yeah, it looks really good. Like they, I don't know what engine it uses. It's like their own proprietary engine that the team made. The team's from Croatia, so they they've been making the same games um, for for years and years now. And so uh, my brother and I played them when we were younger. Uh, of course, not of the right age, but you know we, we still play it anyways with our dad's permission. So we we played those games, and then um, yeah, no, now we just want to beat all of them from first to last, just to you know get through the whole story. Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah, have they're to, all have to check that one out I've never even heard of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's super old school, like um, like shooter style, where you don't really reload. You just shoot everything until your mags are empty. So it's like kind of like you know Quake and Doom, all those other old shooters. Okay, sounds interesting. Let's check it yeah. out. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll add that on the list. Doom, and then I'll try that one next. Yeah, man, do it. Uh, they're all co-op. Um, I mean, not not Doom, but uh, the Serious Sam games are all co-op, so you can have up to sixteen people playing the whole game through, which is crazy. Jeez, that's like that's like Call of Duty on God mode. Oh yeah, but then all the enemies get increased. So oh okay okay th- th- yeah, th- that's yeah. keeping it interesting. Yeah, even on normal difficulty, you'll still face like hundreds of enemies on screen at a time. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, so far I've been playing that, but um, I'm kind of like my my other co-host and I. We're a huge fan of this series called Yakuza. Have you ever heard of that series on PS4? P- well, no, I didn't hear about that, but I heard about it on the Dreamcast. Ah. Is um, that where it started, right? Well, there was a game on the Dreamcast called uh, Shenmue that was kind of like Yakuza, but the Yakuza wait, wait, was wait. inspired by it. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. What? <laughs> was it on the PS3? I know there was like an earlier version of that game, right? So yeah, it, they started on the PS2. The PS2, they, that's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of funny. The PS2 version of the first game is the only one in English, I believe. And the, one of the characters is voiced by Mark Hamill, and then the main character I think is Michael Keaton. I could be wrong. Wait, wait, wait. But... Michael Keaton as in the old school Batman, and Mark Hamill as in uh, the last uh, the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's right. Those two guys. So. They they did an English voiceover of those games because um, the developers Sega is actually the ones that developed the game. They felt like an American audience wouldn't kind of grasp the, the whole cultural aspect of the game since it's largely based in Japan and they make a bunch of references to things in Japan and um, stuff like that. So they they the 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 Japanese developers didn't think that a Western audience would be able to. Um, uh, understand the game fully, so they hired a bunch of like really talented and famous voice actors to portray the characters, and ho- in a hopes that um, it would draw a Western audience. Um, unfortunately, back in the early two thousands, it wasn't that big in the West, but um, it, it did have a cult following. They sub- they subsequently released all future games with the original Japanese voice acting and English subtitles, which was a lot better in my opinion, since it kind of is more home to what it's supposed to be, and. Um, yeah, just uh, just this year they released Yakuza Six, the la- one of the last games in the series for the main character um, on PS4, and it came with a very special edition and all this other fancy stuff. So, um, yeah, no, um, my co-host Elise and I we found out about the the very first game in the series, which is a prequel that came out last year called Yakuza Zero, and it's got like 150 hours of content in the game that you can play over and over and over again. So uh, we found about that game, and then we um, just fell in love with the series, and now we're waiting for the next game to come out, which is next month, which is a remake of the second game in the series. There's a part six? Yeah, it was a part six. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Um, <laughs> that, that reminds me of like Tropic Thunder, where it's like Scorcher's like, no one's seen it coming six more times. 
Have you seen that? I've seen that movie so many times. I love that movie. It's like, who left the fridge open? Yakuza 6. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I've actually I haven't played any of those. But um, you actually touch on a really, really good point. That um, It's not bothered me. It's just kind of like... Uh, it's like, oh, that sucks, you know. Like whenever they, because um, I'm, I'm really a big fan of like the Japanese culture. Like I've been to Tokyo. I mean, I love that place. I just, yeah, I love you know the artistry there. Just the master of their craft and the whole samurai yeah. thing. I mean, they're mm-hmm. so respectful. I mean, everything they do is just like to a T, and it's just like, um, and I really respect that. So, um, yeah, when it has anything to do with them, um, I want it to be just as they release it because um, it's kind of like this Mozart thing where it's like you know you can't change what's perfect. In my opinion, yeah. they do stuff that's really, really, really. Just, I mean, in in a way, it's just like the way that it should be. And and when they're, if they're proud to release it, I mean, we should be proud to accept it. But you know, we have this whole thing where they like to touch on, a, a lot of times they like to touch like on uh, spirituality and things like that. And you know, they're all oh, that doesn't really fit with the Western. You know, we gotta have to switch that a little bit. So there, I mean, there's been movies and um, other things that have always been like, ah, oh, why? Well, you know, that's not really cool. So I've I've always been one to like, all right, I'd rather see the Japanese subtitles or import the Japanese version with the subtitles. You know, things like that. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. like even even with like anime and manga and stuff, it's like I'd rather you know I, I like it original. Like my biggest thing too is um, I'm such a big fan of the original Dragon Ball Z series and Dragon yeah. Ball and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, uh, like one because like the music is so dark and eerie and just really intense, and the mm-hmm. the voice acting is just incredible, and you know everything's just like this really good blend. And then they try to westernize it, and they just put like this <laughs> corny rock music and just like. Uh, I don't know where they got these voice actors like straight out of college, but I mean, just sounds like <laughs> Vegeta sounds like he's just getting out of puberty, you know, it's just like, and it's just so different when you watch it, like the original way that they released it, you know, the way that, you know, the creator wanted it and things like that. It's just like, I mean, it's just like this, it's just perfection in a lot of ways. I'm mean, especially with the music. I mean, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know if you watched the Japanese series it, that like they use like a lot of bassoons and just like these horns and just like strings and it's just. I mean, it just really kind of sets a tone for like a battle and different things like that, and the way that they use like violins just like really carries the emotion. Yeah, I've seen a, a couple episodes of the original Japanese version, and yeah, I mean, I grew up with the the, the English dub, uh, but then you know, I I like you, I'd rather listen to and watch a subbed version of something than a dubbed version of something because mm-hmm. there's just a pure pure like originality to it. There's just something about something that comes from the heart. Of of another language and, and and another like feeling that you can't really translate into English sometimes. So so I, I will I will I will say this. So um I also did I was growing up with the actual English version. However, there's a catch. So um I don't know if you remember when Dragon Ball Z first came out in the states uh, yeah. on Cart- Tar- Cartoon Network. I think it only went to like 50 episodes or 46 or something like that. And what they did there was a there was a big break like they just kept repeating these episodes and then eventually they got the rights to you know dub the rest of the series. Um, and then they started like, I, you know, whatever it was, it was in the freezer saga somewhere and they started yeah. over and they, you know, but the, so, and at that point I completely hated the series. I was like, what are they thinking? <laughs> like, and I mean, I was like, I don't know, 13, 14. I was like, dude, this is terrible. So, I mean, I was such a big fan of like the earlier ones and then, and, and these were like, they changed the music and they also had English work acting and I thought it was completely fine. And um, some of the movies they released with the original Japanese music with the English acting, which is completely fine. So then I find out later that these were actually like Canadian episodes. I was like, well, I was like, why can they not do it right? So yeah, so like the entire time I was like, dude, these Funimation episodes is completely ridiculous, man. Yeah. So ever since that, I just wasn't really a fan. And then I eventually found the Japanese ones. I was like, this is what I like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean. No offense to the very talented voice actors out there that do the English dubs, but I honestly prefer the Japanese sub versions over everything dubbed. Oh, well, I will be offensive. Hey, listen, voice actors, you go listen to those Japanese ones and you look what you did. You look at what you did. <laughs> you did this. You did this. <laughs> Ridiculous. Terrible. Terrible. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Um, going back to Yakuza really quick, I... I really and highly recommend the games to you because the the new ones are set in contemporary time and they all take place in Tokyo and all their other locales around Japan. And one of the things that drew me most to the series and why I can't put it down every time I play it is that I feel like I'm in Japan again whenever I play them. I feel very, I feel extremely immersed, especially with the sixth game. Like, 
You can go to any vending machine, buy a drink, and just drink it there. You can play the whole game in first person if you wanted to, and just, like, immerse yourself in the culture. You can, like, sit there and, and see all the signs at night. You can see the people walking by, listening to the conversations on the cell phones. You can, like, take pictures of, like, the night scenery. You can go into the arcades and play retro arcade games, anything from, like, Space Harrier to Virtua Fighter. You can, like, play darts. You can play golf. No, well, not golf. That's in the later game. But <laughs> in the sixth game, you can play darts. You can, um get into fights you know you can um you can enter any building you want and there's no loading times at all like everything is seamless so in a way the game really does immerse you it makes you feel like you're in japan and and like the sounds like the sights everything like especially the sounds like when you're walking around downtown tokyo at night like it's it's you hear a lot of people talking it's really crowded like there's literally like hundreds of npcs on screen at a time and it's it's hard to get through all the crowds and then like when you're walking around the like um you see all the neon lights and you hear all the music coming from each little shop and everything is like blasting over each other so i i I honestly recommend the series to you, Gilbert, because if you want to visit Japan again and save some money, you can pay like twenty bucks for like Yakuza Zero, travel to Japan in the eighties because that's when the the first game takes place, and then just like live your life through that. But then, um, and so then Yakuza, the first one and the second one take place in two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, after that, it takes place in oh eight, ten, twelve, and then the most recent one, Yakuza six, takes place in two thousand sixteen. So you know it's very, very close to our contemporary reality. And I, again, like I highly recommend the whole series to you. It's it's a cinematic journey from beginning to end, especially if you're a fan of Japanese movies and and Yakuza stories. I think it's it's a really good recommendation. You know, I, I definitely will check that one out. You know, um, I uh, it it actually sounds really it sounds really awesome to be honest. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the whole fact they got those vending machines, man, those, those bring me back. But um, <laughs> no, 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 because I've um, yeah, I, I've just been like picking up a bunch of games. Like uh, I was I was playing Cuphead and, and Raging, and then I picked up God of War, and then you know I was getting yeah. killed a lot, and then um, <laughs> I was like I, I wasn't enjoying God of War. I need to finish that. But yeah, I also I want to check this one out too because that sounds right up my alley, especially if it's a long series, so I can get into that. Yeah, man. I mean, you'll love it. Honestly, like it's it is a like each each cutscene is almost like a movie. But then the gameplay in itself is also like time consuming because you'll get distracted. Like there's a main story, but maybe you want you might want to play you know get a higher score on Outrun, or maybe you might want to go play Pocket Circuit. You know, or you might want to go get into a bunch of gang fights and uh, you know uh, grind for XP. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of little things to do. Also, you can go into restaurants. And just like eat whatever you want. There's also like the crane games, like the UFO catcher games. Oh, don't 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 even start me on those. Man. You can you can play those in the game. Those are so cheap. Are they are they that cheap in the game too? In in Yakuza Zero, they're not so much. It's actually pretty easy. But in Yakuza Kiwami Two, the game that comes out next month, they're really hard. Like you can actually play the demo for that game right now. If you go to the PlayStation Store, you can type in Yakuza Kiwami Two, and you can play the demo for it. So you can kind of get a taste and feel of what the game is. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. You can also get the demo for Yakuza 6 as well, but I um, mean, it doesn't really divulge too much of the story, and even if you play it now, you will you probably won't understand or know who everyone is, but if you can just do that to get a taste of what the game is, but I highly recommend you play and buy Yakuza 0 because it's literally the very first game in the entire series. Like, you don't have to play anything else. You just play Yakuza 0 first, and if that doesn't get you hooked, then you don't have to play the rest of the games. Like, this game is long, though. So, Wait, so uh, Yakuza 0, is that like a remaster, or is that actually the first game that came it's out? A, it's, a, it's an original game altogether. Okay, and wait, wait, what did it originally come out on? It came, originally came out on PS3 and PS4. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll start there. Yeah, man, it's great. So, um, yeah, just start there, because I think that's a, a really good way to introduce the series, because you start in, in 1988, and all the characters are young, and you kind of get introduced to them over time. There's a lot to do. Uh, yeah, overall, it's 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 really fun. It's a really fun game. Cool, man. All right, thank you for the suggestion. I'll add that to no, the list. no worries. Also, one more thing to add to it is also yes. I think it's like twenty bucks. So you can't uh, really beat well, that. Well, you can't, you can't beat that, man. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> for like what? For like a hundred and sixty hours of content for twenty bucks? Of course. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of mind boggling. I mean, 
for like a, a newer <laughs> like the older games you can yeah you can get that but like for the newer ones man i haven't seen that in a while a long, it's a be- long game like that it's because it um it recently went on to uh playstation's greatest hits category so it's kind of like they're you know they're they're like they're 20 dollar platinum level games oh, okay yeah yeah I, yeah, I remember, yeah i remember those yeah oh yeah they brought it back and yakuza is one of them so okay cool. <laughs> yeah man so that was my my Yakuza spiel. I, just, I, I really love that game series, <laughs> as you can no, tell. It's a, good, it's a good spiel, man. I uh, you got me sold on the whole uh, Japanese culture thing. I'm gonna have to uh, maybe I'll just uh, pay twenty bucks instead of a uh, Tokyo flight. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you can always go there. You can always go there too. I mean, there's nothing against doing that. But I mean, the whole the, most of the games take place in Kabukicho, which is like the red light district of Tokyo. So comparing it to the game version, it's like almost one for one. I have to say. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. Huh? Um, I, I'm going to trust you on this one. So uh, be, be ready for oh, some, really? <laughs> some, <laughs> yeah, believe some brutally honest feedback. <laughs> you can text me about it when, once you finish it or when you start no, no, playing I'll, it. I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> I'll email you the whole night. So. Awesome, dude. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So um, uh, that's about it for me when whatever I'm playing. What about you? Well, uh I, I've definitely been just playing uh, a, a couple of those games. Well, you know, I mean, it just really kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for. Like, I'm a big fan of, um, of fighting games as well. So uh, as far as, like, actual, you know, linear games, I've been playing uh, God of War and the new Zelda oh, game. Oh, cool. Uh, as far as platformers, it's just been Cuphead and a little bit of Wonder Boy. Um, nice. But, you know, I, you know that competitive aspect, uh, I've, I've been playing the Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is a really good game. I'm I'm, su- I'm such a big fan in uh, of animation. Yeah. So, um, I mean, whether it's like UI animations or like uh, you know character animations and sprites and things like that, but yeah. those, I mean, they did such a good job with the animations in there, and the, it's it's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, I heard that. That's like everyone's lauding it as one of the best like uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting games. Well, you know, um, I, I was I'm not really a big fan of like 3D fighting games. Uh, oh, well, yeah, some, yeah. some of the Tekken ones I like, but a lot of times, I mean, they're just, like, really bulky and kind of, I don't know, it's like some wrestling game, you know. What, I mean, they're okay, but, yeah. I mean, not, I don't know. There's, they're always missing a little something, but um, there was some older Dragon Ball uh, Z, like, there was, I don't remember the name of it, I think it was on the Super Nintendo, but there was actually um, uh, kind of, like, RPG-style Dragon Ball Z game. There's a lot of Dragon Ball Z games, but there was a Dragon Ball Z game that was uh, pretty fun, and then on the PlayStation 1, there was one called... Um, well, Dragon Ball GT Final Bout was pretty fun. Um, Dragon Ball Z Legends was really fun. And uh, some of the other... There's a couple of Budokai games that were okay, but normally, I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling them. But when this one came out, I really liked this one a lot. Because, I mean, it's like kind of feels like Marvel, but just way more intense. And just animation just super crisp. And they have all the yeah. new characters in there. And then the UI is really nice. I mean, just... It's an all-around really good game. And then, like, some of the DLCs that they've been releasing is really awesome. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, hats off to them. They've done a really good job on that game. Nice. See, hear that, developers? Hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did really good, man. They just released, uh, what, Broly and Bardock? Some super bad oh, nice. characters. Yeah. Oh, man. Are they, are they just going to release all the characters? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's not that many characters. Um, yeah. They, they released it. But, I mean, it took... So, what, they, they were talking about Broly and Bardock for months and months. I mean, they... It took them a while, so I, I'm 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 assuming that it's a lot of work to release characters in this game, because uh, there, there's not that many characters. What twenty maybe, and then they had two DLC, so yeah, it's probably it's probably a lot of work, especially because the robust animations. Yeah, I would assume that it takes a while. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Speaking of anime, um, do you watch Attack on Titan? Yeah. Uh, so I I have a really really good friend, and she um. She turned me on to that. I, I didn't finish it, but that is a really good series. Yeah, I uh, I actually watched... I've never seen all of season two until this past weekend when I literally binged watched all of season two. That's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, dude. And I got to say, I'm hooked. And season three is already coming out right now. So I'm like, I, I didn't realize that. And so once I did, I was like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I get to watch all of it now. Like, that's great. <laughs> wait, wait. So uh, how many... There's, there's three seasons? So, right, yeah, so far there's three seasons. Season one is, like, 25 episodes, and then season two is only 12. And they, they, they made it shorter, and they also waited four years between uh, both seasons because they wanted the manga to catch up, too. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, because when she had me watching it, it was, like, it's like 2014 or something. I was like, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's good to know that it's <laughs> ongoing because, you know, um, 
Damn, yeah. So okay, I got I got something to catch on. No, that was a that was a really interesting uh, series, man. Like, oh, I yeah, mean, it's just no. like so great about <laughs> these these giant things with like no skin. It's nuts, dude. It's it's like later on in this current season, like it's crazy what's happening. Like, I don't want to explain. I don't want to spoil it for you or for any listeners that watch the show. But holy crap. Season two is like it's taking me in a, in a direction that I didn't expect, and I'm like, "What the hell's going Ooh, really? on?" Really? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you learn more about the Titans, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. my biggas thing was for the show, like there are a lot of characters. Uh, it's based, the show's like Game of Thrones of anime. This is how I like to think about it. Is because you don't know who's gonna die next, and when they do die, or or, or like something happens to them, like like you know really dire, then you don't really expect it. So, um. Yeah, with this season two that that just came out, like you learn a lot more about the Titans, and that's the thing that I wanted to learn about most in season one is like, who are these Titans? Where do they come from? Like, you know, wh- why is w- humanity at war against them? All that stuff. So you learn a lot more about them in season two. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, crazy shit. Crazy shit happens. Man, it's been it's been so long. Like, I, I may need to like, I I may need to catch up on season one again. Uh, for I sure mean, it's, it's been a couple years but I, I i do remember uh i don't remember what episode i was but i remember they were like breaking over this giant wall and they're just like killing everybody yeah yep. so it's um, it's yeah, fucking brutal like they just eat people they show everything it's like oh man yeah that was that was <laughs> i think that was what really got me it's like i was like dude they're just eating them like straight up and then they have like you this know? crazy this crazy gear with the sword yeah that's yeah that's that's a damn good one yeah, yeah, like definitely. People always diss on it. I'm like, what? What are you dissing on? Like, it's it's really it's they, they, they yeah. got haters for Attack on Titan. Oh, there's haters for everything. There's haters Jeez. for Dragon Ball Z. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're never really justified. I mean, all they do is yeah. like they like to talk shit on like the scope of the episode. Like you know, like oh, yeah. Piccolo shows up, they beat his ass. You know, Gohan, he gets saved by Piccolo, and then Goku comes in, he gets beat up, then he goes Super Saiyan, and then he gets beat up, and then he <laughs> Spirit Bomb, and then it's over. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there'll always be haters for everything, so. What, yeah, what it's okay, do? you know. <laughs> yeah, um, so closing closing out really quick, um, I just want to talk about your game, you know. Yeah. I wanna, I'm, when I first met you, we kind of discussed video games and game development, and then you told me that you're working on something. So um, for our listeners, too, who are really curious, because there's a lot of people who I'm sure want to go into video games, and um, you're a really good example, I think, of people that, Someone that, you know, want, wants to do game dev, but also wants to work on other things and, you know, work on on your passions. And for you, this seems like a passion project. So if you want to talk a little bit more about what it is and what you're doing and where people can, like, follow the progress. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's – this is – it's it's been pretty a, a dynamic process because um, I mean, we, we switch gears quite a bit. I mean, we, we so, of course, the, the project is called Costume and – um, we, we've tried a, a few a few different ventures, and we're, we're just really not sure of like the approach that we want to take. Um, so uh, initially, it did start with just you know a two D game idea, but I mean it evolved so much more than that. So I mean uh, we spent a couple years designing characters and really kind of getting the whole concept of what we want to encapsulate. Um, and then you know we also have so then we started to begin development, and you know a, a big thing was just like we didn't want to compromise anything. I mean that that could have you know been been a, like a you know, kind of stabbing us, shooting ourselves in the foot, uh, if, if you want to say that. But it's like, no, like I was really big on, you know, doing the animations right, having, the, you know, the character design right, you know, doing the story correctly. So, I mean, a lot of these things take take a while. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of discipline too. You know, we have a... So the the core team has been about three of us. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we also hire whoever we need, uh, you know, freelancers to, to do different things. And but so we have... Uh, <clears throat> uh, Han, who kind of uh, takes care of a lot of um, the writing as far as you know, character design, and myself, who uh, has kind of really been heading up on some some of the game development stuff, but also um, helping out with game design and you know helping designing the characters. Han mm. has been you know definitely more involved with the story, uh, and then we have Harless, who's de- who's been uh, pretty much the full time artist with all the characters, um, and then we have some really good uh, people to help out with UI and uh, as well as animations. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely been an interesting process. So uh, I, I I will take a step back and kind of tell you the inspiration for the the entire project. Uh, so my, my thing was is I was such a big fan of um, you know the original Mario as mm-hmm. as most people are. Uh, so for, for me, I don't want I don't want I don't want to get anyone pissed off, but I'll just give my opinion my opinion on the whole thing. So sure. before uh, talking specifically about Mario. Um, and I'll, and I'll tell you why I know this is true. So, 
there was a certain point when people were like Mario was just like I mean it was really agnostic too as far as its audience approach I mean it was just like it would touch everybody everybody loved it um, and it was never really like oh that's kid games and the dog game is done it's just like it's a super hardcore I mean kids love it adults love it and it's just this really challenging game and it's just things that are done right and there was like I mean, you weren't bogged down by like really dumb tutorials. I mean, it's just a game you can just pick up and play. And that went that went on through the entire series. I mean, so uh, some of my favorite ones is definitely like uh, three and four, or I mean, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Super Mario Three and then Super Mario World. I mean, yeah. technically it's Super Mario Four, but it's not really. Uh, they changed the title in America, but uh, yeah. so those yeah. two games uh, are really, and I really can't even pick which one I like better because they're just so well done. Uh, so for me, like after that. I just really felt like the, the series kind of fell off. Um, and like you, you have like the Super Mario 64, which people really love. To me, when I played that game, when it came out, it just felt like it was lacking a lot of uh, things. And I mean, yeah, you had the big open world, but it just, to me, it just wasn't interesting. Um, so I kind of I kind of really missed that kind of, uh, that sense of adventure and finding secrets and just really fun and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and so the reason why I say that I, I know that it kind of fell off because they released the Super Mario Maker and it goes up until like Super Mario World. They don't really have anything. Um, so that's why I know. I was like, okay, so they released the Super Mario Maker and it just creates all this hype. So I was like, so they were doing something special at that time because as yeah. soon as they released that, bam, people just go nuts for this game. Uh, so yeah, so um, so quite, quite a number of years ago, I was kind of walking and I think, you know, you know, and whenever I hang out with my little brothers like in Vegas, it's like the one big thing is like pull out the Super Nintendo and let's play let's play all-stars and let's play mario world and it's like this thing just you know kind of you know just really nostalgic thing but it's really fun to pull those out so i remember like one year i was like man i was you know i was kind of thinking to myself where is this super mario 4 at you know and i was kind of thinking what would it be if it actually did come out like if they were to utilize all the power of the next gen consoles but not make it because right now they, those games are such geared for kids it's ridiculous like uh, yeah. one of my friends like had to sneak in to go buy like a Wii. Like he's like, oh, you want to tell nobody he bought it. So I mean, but it never had <laughs> it never had that vibe. Uh, before it was just like this really hardcore platformer, just really exciting. You know, just it was Mario. You know, and that's all you have to know. But yeah. after a while, it just kind of became like this little kid game. You know, with like a buck tooth and you know, just you could just mash on controls and you win. You know, kind of thing. But before yeah. it was never like that. So I was thinking to myself, you know, what is that game? What would it be? So as I would walk, I would just be brainstorming these ideas. Like, what would this next gen game be? So um, after a while, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not gonna wait for it. I'll just make it. You know. So uh, so I was like, well, what what is what is a really awesome character? So I, I so the main my main character costume also he um, he wears a really interesting outfit. You know. And um, so what I did was is I took um, animal. So you get a character. And usually it's merged with an animal trait. So every mm -hmm. everybody in the main cast always has an animal trait. And uh, the main characters usually have an assist, which is kind of like Mario and Yoshi. So in, in costume case, he has a red panda, which sits on his head. And um, he is like he's basically the assist. So costume itself is pretty average. But when he has the assist, just like Mario, he becomes extremely powerful. So that was my whole thing because I was like, you know, this duo just really made things interesting. So uh, I wanted to add that concept, but also I yeah. wanted to make it where it was really interesting, challenging. And one thing was, I was like, well, we have to harness the next gen power uh, console. So I was like, okay, well, I want to, I really didn't want to sacrifice on the animations. I wanted to have like, kind of like a living, breathing anime. So, um, but keeping the core concept. So making things interesting, challenging with the platformer, but not too difficult where people would be like, you know, kind of turned off by it. So I kind of merged like the fighting system uh, with like combo, but not like, run and gun or just like you know a hack and slash i really wanted to make an actual game but um really focus on the core fundamentals so uh with mario the whole premise of that game is jumping and, and most games you know have one core concept so uh, the one concept i wanted to kind of focus on was definitely uh throwing or like melee attacks so like and w using your assist in that way so um it's it's been quite a challenge to kind of make that interesting uh and of course animation is always challenging when you're throwing something and pulling it back because normally you throw something and then it you know you don't really get a, a retracting animation so that that was tricky because you know that that you know assist has to come back so kind of working on that and working on you know incorporating puzzles and different things like that so um that's kind of a, a little rundown sorry for the ramble but that's kind of a rundown of the entire project no worries wow yeah. so do you and the whole team work together in uh, the same place no 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 uh, <laughs> no not at all uh, so we've had quite a quite a number of people working on the project uh i mean one has been you know for the most part everyone's 
been remote in different parts of the world. So Harless, uh, he's the uh, the lead artist. He's in Indonesia. Um, Han is uh, pretty much been uh, kind of a uh, my. Uh, He's been he's been one of the one of the key factors just just as me he's been one of uh, one of the biggest people on the project. Uh, mm-hmm. He is currently in Thailand. He travels wow. a bit, you know. He does a lot of things, writing and yeah. programming things like that. But uh, yeah, 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 So he he travels quite a bit. So right now he's in Thailand and he has been in Southeast Asia for a while. Uh, of course, me I'm in uh, Northern California in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah we we had a um, we, we had another girl uh, another girl that does a lot of the UI work. Uh, she has she's in canada so it's it's definitely tricky wow. with people on different time codes and i mean time <laughs> yeah. zones so yeah i mean trying to sync that stuff up um it's, it's been pretty interesting it reminds you of the game a hat in time have you heard of that game before i have not a hat in time no so literally like the story is pretty much the same like a bunch of people decided to make a game together but they all live in different time zones so in order to get the game off the ground, of course, they had to sync their schedules. They had to like have remote meetings, but at different times for all of them. And um, yeah, all the, the whole team is remote. Like most of them have never met each other in real life, but they got the game out, and now it's on Steam, and it's like it's doing really time. well right yeah, now. Yeah, I had in time. It's a really yeah. cute game. Yeah, it's a 3D awesome. platformer. Oh, awesome! Okay, I'll, I'll take that. That sounds interesting because yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely a challenge because sometimes you know, I'm really tired. I don't want to talk with these guys, but. All right, yeah. let's let's do our sync real quick and uh, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but uh, so so that that's been a core. We um, we've also been you know dabbling in you know doing. Uh, we really so uh, one one big thing is definitely you know what platform we want to release costume on because we have so many of ideas. Course. Um, so uh, we did do, uh, start doing a manga as well, which we wanted to because uh, one thing is I mean story has been number one as far as gameplay and everything, but number one I mean. Story has to be great because um, yeah. we didn't want to just build like a game. We wanted to build a brand, so um, we focused so long on the story. And one thing was is um, Harlish first and foremost always prides himself on being a great you know comic book artist. And so um, so as as you know we're kind of in limbo with you know what if animations are you know requesting to see what platform we want to release on. Uh, we also we started working um, this is a couple of years ago we started working on the manga, and uh, so we had one issue done. So we really want to definitely expand on that right now. Uh, well, that's 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 where I want to focus. So um, as we like continue development and work on some other um, avenues with the project, I definitely want to keep uh, like a quarterly manga coming out for the series. Awesome, awesome, dude! Yes. That's so cool. So um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're definitely in the middle of doing like um, some refocusing, restructuring, and things like that. We do have a site up for the um, uh, at costumestudios.io. Uh, and um, at the bottom, if you go down there, you can, you can uh, get the manga on the bottom. So there's there's a link for that at the bottom. So you can check that out if you're interested. Also yeah. in Japanese, of course. Oh, sweet. I didn't know that. Yeah, you got to have Japanese as well, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so again, for everyone listening, that was costumestudios.io. Is that correct? That is correct. Costumestudios.io. That's awesome. Thank you. So yeah, um, everyone listening, please check out his website. Check out the game. The art looks fantastic. It's exactly what you would expect from quality work, I'd have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah no so uh, we're definitely um, in, in the midst of stuff. So uh, the, the site is actually geared towards we're, we're trying to do some uh, blockchain-based stuff. Uh, we, we had some issues on Ethereum because what we are trying to do was um, a blockchain-based uh, MMO. Uh, so we uh, not, not to get too caught up in the weeds but we, we did try some stuff on some other networks and we got some uh some interesting results so we're still uh fine-tuning our next approach right now but um, absolutely yeah that's definitely uh where we're, that's the that's the state of the union right now cool man that's awesome Thank you. um I'm, I'm personally i'm really looking forward to this i think it's going to be amazing i think that uh i will definitely be there day one once that game comes out yeah definitely i i'll, I'll keep you in the loop man i'll definitely uh i would definitely love to come back on and kind of give you an update on everything yeah sure dude like i mean i we also do a blog on our website um i mean i'd love to write about your game and like write about the progress so that people listening can also keep up to date with it yeah it sounds great i appreciate it yeah no worries dude i mean do you have any advice for anyone trying to get into indie game development right now so uh, I do actually. I do have some really good sure, advice. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, I I really couldn't say you know like oh like I'm the crazy success project. Uh, for, for me, um, you know, of course I wasn't. I, mm-hmm. I just really wanted to. I thought I could do something great, and I really wanted to share it with people. And uh, 
yeah, for you know, for the first year, it was it was really really hard to get people to help out or even to people to jump on. Like I couldn't get people to take my money. It was it was pretty interesting, and um, uh, for for me. I was like, well, let me just get the idea down on paper because people like to see things visually. And for me, um, for the so for the first year, like nobody would listen to me. No, no one found it interesting at all. And I was like, oh, I'm telling you guys, this is what it's gonna be. And no lie, I uh, I jumped on a site um, and got like these five dollar sketches, fifteen dollar sketches or something like that. And I was mm -hmm. like, and these are literally just sketches of an idea. And from that point on, everything completely changed. It's like people finally understood, like. Hey, that is really awesome. You know, I'd love to see more. So then I ended up uh, meeting Harless on DeviantArt, and um, he he wanted to do a sketch. He didn't want to do much more than that. But I hounded this guy and hounded him. So finally, he said he would he would color it, and I wanted uh, you know I wanted cell shaded style. And yeah, we got it done. And you know, all all it was was I had a couple um, a couple renderings of like gameplay ideas and a few sketches, and you know that's kind of all it was to to really get a, a few other folks on board and kind of get get things moving. So. Really, I mean that's that's where it kind of started for me. I was like, I just had to like spend a couple bucks and get get a couple illustrations done and really kind of show people that uh, I really did have a good idea. And it, it was, that's kind of where I started. So at its core, what you're saying is, as long as you have an idea and other people are on board with it, I, I think you, you know. would really need because uh, I I meet a lot of people that have really good ideas. I was like, you know, just get something down where you know people kind of take you a little bit serious. Uh, yeah. Not telling you need to spend a million dollars, but I mean, for me, like it kind of started with a couple fifteen dollars sketches, and I actually got my character designed for fifteen bucks. So uh, uh, that is kind of like just really is where you can start. Uh, I mean, because I mean, an idea is just you know an, an idea, and they just really get it down somewhere. And you know, I, I think you know once you have something down on paper, where you can show people. I think is a, is a big thing because then because uh, I've actually taken some of those sketches to like some meetup groups and things like that and, and recruited some people to do art for me so i definitely think just having stuff things something down on paper where you can show somebody because i mean proof of concept or like an idea for a prototype i mean those things are really those are really important because because you, you can blow hot air all you want but no one's gonna be really interested unless they see something so i'd say absolutely just, just get something down yeah hey good advice thanks gilbert of course yeah man all right um anything else you want to add before we close out uh no, it's been a, a really good pleasure, and you need to stay off the bus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not taking the bus tomorrow for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Um, again, uh, check out Gilbert's work. Check out Costume. Go to costumestudios.io. Again, that's costumestudios.io to check out Gilbert's work. You can find us, Downtime Podcast, if you go to downtime.live. Check out our podcast. Check out our Discord. Join our Discord. We, we love new people in our Discord. Check out our check out our youtube check out our podbean um yeah um gilbert anything else you want to add before we say before fire season final words um that's all you got for me that's all folks. great gilbert it's been a pleasure thank you for coming on the podcast thank you so much for having me no problem and that has been podcast downtime podcast episode 62 see you guys next time